We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast. It's Agro and Barracuda, as per usual, and as per usual, we knew it was coming, uh, that the microphone uh, or the audio settings were not working, but now... You fixed it? I fixed it. Yep. <clears throat> so easy for nice. me. Um, welcome in, everybody. Sorry we didn't have a show last week. Uh, had family in town, meeting the little guy, all that kind of stuff. Um but it turned out to be a fairly uh, crazy week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what happened? Well, you know, um, you got dropped. Uh, uh-huh. My God got dropped. Um, <laughs> all the all the stuff. Uh, I feel like this is an important thing to address really quick. Jay in chat asks, is the audio thing a bit or real? It is actually real. And that's pathetic oh, that yeah. it is real. But it is. I test every day. I should have done it today. Uh, maybe next week I'm going to show myself testing the audio and then you'll all mm-hmm. see that it doesn't work um, because it actually doesn't, but I do test it. Anyways, um, yeah, if you haven't heard, that would be a crazy way to like, you would like, <laughs> haven't been, been paying attention to SPL news at all and like me just quickly hitting it there is you're like, what? So somebody just got gut punched out there, unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> unfortunately, yes. Uh, Barracuda was dropped from the Highland Ravens, uh, they picked up the three-time. Right on my head. Steven Zappas. Yeah, they dropped you from your from mm-hmm. your ankle, uh, so to speak. Um, Barry, what uh, what happened from uh, from your perspective that, that led to this? Uh, well, basically, scrims weren't going that great since we've been back. And I was on the page of it just being because we uh, haven't scrimmed or really played Smite in two months. Um, mm-hmm. And I did feel like scrims were getting better as they went on. And funnily enough, the I got dropped on Tuesday. And that Monday, I was I was streaming. And I said on stream, those are the best scrims we've had since we've been back. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then I got dropped the next day, which was really funny to me. Um, it's kind of like, like oh. how, real quick, there's like a, a real life sports equivalent. Uh, Drew uh-huh. Holiday, a great basketball player, like was quoted uh, in a story saying he wanted to finish his career in Milwaukee, and then the next mm-hmm. day was traded uh, from Milwaukee. Uh, literally the next day, it's like kind of it's kind of like that, uh, which is funny. 
And then I was also thinking that morning, literally Tuesday morning, I was like, because I was planning on retiring at the end of this year anyways, um, mm-hmm. like very, very, very high probability, like mm-hmm. 90%. Um, and I was thinking that morning, it's so cool that I've never been tripped before and I get to finish <laughs> my career not being dropped. <laughs> no shot. Yeah, that is I'm so dead troll. serious. That is so I'm dead troll. serious. And, and then also, I was kind of annoyed that morning too, because uh, Vin, Vin always loves to do this, not during teammate droppings, but just in general. Mm-hmm. He loves calling meetings really late at night, an hour before the next day's scrims. Mm-hmm. So like, it was 11 p.m. that Monday night, and they were like team meeting on this Tuesday. And, like, Tuesday at 10 a.m. So I was already annoyed. I was like, what am I having to wake up at 10 a.m. for? Apparently it's to get dropped. Uh-huh. Uh, which was a little rude. I mean, <laughs> yeah. making me wake up that early Right, you should have just had dropped. the talk last night. Exactly. Like, wh- Yeah, that's troll. Honestly, now that you're saying that, that that's makes ridiculous. a lot of sense. That's ridiculous, <laughs> right? Because now you could have slept in, you know? Or you could, like, start exactly. drinking. Like, you know, it's like, uh-huh. it's more socially acceptable to be like, ah, screw this, I'm getting drunk, like, at night. That's, that's you just made up. A, you made a point that I somehow never thought of. <laughs> and that, <laughs> those guys are awful. Yeah, terrible humans, uh, yeah. Let's let's send out some petty tweets about that, actually. I think that sounds like the, the right move now. Yeah, I think I've already done that enough no, for the, both no. of us. Uh, okay, I did want I did want it to last the whole weekend, the pettiness and like the roasting the Ravens. But I felt so bad after <laughs> that one weekend that I was like, "All right, we should stop." I, I've I've yeah. had my fun, and I genuinely felt bad for roasting them so hard. But also, it was really funny that they happened to play the Warriors, which were like the best team. Yeah. Uh, so like. Obviously, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet, but, like, I was saying, basically, if I was playing, we would have got 3 would anyways. Mm-hmm. Probably not as bad, I, I mean. mean yeah. But it still would have been pretty bad. Um, yeah, basically, our Fire Giants weren't that great. And me and Vin have always wanted a vocal front line and a controlling front line setting up plays. Mm-hmm. And right now, we didn't have that. So then... It came back to the back line being the ones to set up the plays. And me and Vin, um, on this team, I didn't feel like I could, on this team, be that vocal shot caller that they needed. Just because of uh, some of the players on the team, I don't think I would be that open to shot calling and having that control. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it, it made sense for them to... Basically, drop one of the backliners to get a more vocal backliner, um, and there isn't really a mid uh, outside of like Pagon. I think that's vocal and controlling. Yeah. Uh, so then it's like Zap's a free agent. Let's just get Zap. Um, and I, I think it will make them better towards Worlds, but I think they're just from scrims. Everyone's just making individual mistakes, and everyone's making cohesion or like teamwork mistakes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which, in my opinion, when you have that many mistakes going on, it makes sense to make a change because it's just kind of like a fresh slate. Something we can just start fresh. Everything's like disappeared. All of our problems have like disappeared. So now we can kind of go through a honeymoon phase and kind of like reestablish our ground. So it makes sense to make a change. Right. Obviously, it sucks that I'm the guy that got dropped for it, but I don't really blame them because 
scrims, like I said, since we've been back, have not been great. The environment was really bad. Um, our play was really bad. Just kind of everything was really bad. People weren't really, like, listening to each other. Really talking was just a lot of, like, unhappy behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it... I mean, it makes sense. Hopefully, uh, as time goes on, they get better. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I've had my uh, my pettiness and my fun, so uh, I, I truly am rooting for them now. But that Friday, I was surely not. But after after that Friday, I am now. Yeah, as you are allowed to not root for them. Uh, Thank you. On that Friday, for the record. Um, yeah, some people got, like, genuinely irked that I was, like... Yeah, they can the genuinely sub my and, um, and I was like, you guys are just being like, I don't know if, was, if parasocial is the right word, but it's just kind of like I'm the, like the golden child of Smite, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how dare he tweet these things that yeah, are just like not allowed, not allowed, rude to his teammates or something I, or ex ex teammates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have some thoughts. I have not commented on this uh, change at all publicly, and I've been uh-huh. I've been thinking about it. Um, oh no, over time. I did not watch your interview with Hazer because I figured I was going to be talking you. to you. Um, well, no, I didn't. I said uh, I did oh, not. I did not I watch it. Oh, okay. I said thank you. Oh, th- then you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I did watch uh, Ven and Screams interview with mm-hmm. Hazer. Um, and so you just hate me? Yes. Um, okay. I I'm going to come at this. Uh, I'm going to have two separate takes here. One mm-hmm. as uh, my boy, Barra, who I've been doing a podcast with for a long time and who I'm friends with, got dropped. Uh, and then one mm-hmm. as pretending I don't know anyone involved. Um, mm-hmm. And what is my thought there? And I'm going to start with the latter. So not taking any of uh, you know our relationship into account. Mm-hmm. You know me. I am pro roster change more often mm-hmm. than not. I think... You got unlucky, and this happens a lot in every um, in every esport, every sport, in that you just happen to play the role that the best free agent plays, um, mm-hmm. and so that just puts more pressure on you. That mm-hmm. being said, I agree with what you were saying, what you said, and what Ven was saying on his interview with Hazer, in that. There needed to be some more backline uh, driven um, comms, team direction, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is not what I think of when I think of Zap. Um, Zap is the best winner that Smite has ever had, right? He's won the most Smite World Championships, and and that's not luck. It's not coincidence. But for his three World Championships... Was he the best backliner on any of those three teams? Because the answer is strictly no. Um, he had Paul, Paul, and Shinto. Um, and that's not a bad thing. It's there. You, th- backlines are like batteries, right? Where you need a positive and a negative. Like you need someone who can absorb pressure and do their job. And then you need someone who can play more selfishly and do the do the more like more highlight plays makes it sound like the other person isn't capable of that. And that's not really true. It really is like an ego thing, at least in my opinion, backline is an inherently selfish. It's a role. It's, it's roles that attract selfish players, but it doesn't usually work when two players are both selfish or two players are both unselfish. And I think that that was the case for you and Ven 
was that you are both unselfish backliners by nature and you want a selfish backliner to come in and be in there. Mm-hmm. Zap's greatest strength is that he can be a leader and an unselfish backliner at the same time. He can do his job, uh, get insta-killed in every fight and let his mid laner carry and not have it affect his mental or his shot calling or his confidence. And that is a legitimate strength that very, very few players have. Um, mm-hmm. So in that, but it's, so in that sense, I don't know that this solves the problem for the Ravens because they've traded out an unselfish backliner for an unselfish backliner. Um, Zap historically, uh, early in his career, he was a selfish backliner and maybe the plan is to get him back into that space. But I don't see why that's necessarily more effective than, you know, trying to have you or Ven become more selfish. And I know that you and I behind the scenes have talked about, you both trying to become more selfish players, um, mm-hmm. but that that is much yeah, easier said than done. Go ahead. Uh, to interrupt you quickly, yeah. I had talked with Vin. I mean, I can just kind of like yeah. spiel it now. Um, I've talked with Vin on and off several times about him being the selfish backliner and me kind of baiting myself in a lot of situations, which is the playstyle that I strived for as basically my, I don't say that my career was ending, but like, Towards the end, like the last like two years, I've never wanted to be the selfish backliner. I've always pushed Vin to be the selfish backliner, especially when mid is, in my opinion, very OP and yeah. has been very OP for the last like two years. I think having a more selfish person in mid makes more sense than having a more selfish person in ADC. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with Zap, as long as they, Vin just needs to like get out of that. I need to make a play right now and let the play come to him. Mm-hmm. I think if he's able to do that, because a lot of times he'll just like overthink or rush to things, and you kind of need to just kind of like enter in that like flow state, you know, of just right. kind of seeing the play in front of you and just going for it. Um, right. When you know it's like a good play. Um, but I I do think Vin can get there. He just needs to, I, I don't want, want to say like believe in himself, but kind of like, trust himself to make that transition Mm -hmm. yeah and it's possible that he will um Mm -hmm. and zap has played with the best mid laner to ever live who is paul um and shinto who is an unbelievably great player uh in that play style as well so he can potentially facilitate that um and help ven along that journey but that's that's the big thing for me is that they talk about wanting in that interview with Hazer, he and scream are talking about wanting um, to change their overall like team identity and, and how their team framework works. And mm-hmm. it isn't they zap incoming is not going to be as impactful in that way as I think that they would like him to be. Um, and that it's going to take, work from the rest of that team at the same time um Mm -hmm. so you know we will see um i think like i said i'm generally pro roster change for teams that have stagnated a little bit um it sounds to me like things were stagnating 
it is like i said unfortunate for you that the most available you know the the easiest free agent to pick up just happened to be in your role um but you know it is uh it is what it is um Mm -hmm. now from the other perspective oh no sorry go ahead yeah you should go first here i was just gonna say um i think it will just the addition of zap will make them probably force more things uh duo side and then also probably 50 50 more fire giants because i'm the kind of player that might have like ptsd from 50 50 fire giants but that is like you got brooks maddie too many times yeah that is my least favorite play of like you play smy for 30 minutes and then you just walk to an objective and just 50 50 it i truly i don't think there's any play in smite that i hate more than that specific play and i think that having steve on the team will kind of force them into doing those plays and getting out of their comfort zones because i don't think a lot of them like that play either mm-hmm. um but that play will definitely win you games but also will definitely lose you games so hopefully those 50 50 coin flips also for whatever reason we have been insanely unlucky with 50 50s on everything well maybe like, it's your in, curse and, and getting rid of you is the way to is the way to remedy that in there well minds. Based off of the fire giants that I saw and the gold fears that I saw that still got stolen this weekend, I was like, yeah, they're still cursed. It wasn't yeah. me. Well, listen, um, your, your your aura is still there. You know, it has to linger yeah. for a little bit. You know, Yeah, yeah. My curse is still infecting them. Right. Um, yeah, I, I've always hated that play, so hopefully it'll work out for them. Um, and then also... The the front line just needs to come together and be cohesive around objectives. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they'll have, like, conflicting calls, which I think is what they got zapped for, to just kind of mute all of the front line calls and just have that one person, like a dictatorship, basically, to call everything so everyone listens to him. Uh-huh. Um, which I think in a honeymoon phase will work, but I think the attitudes on that team won't make it last longer than a honeymoon phase. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, I think that that makes sense to me. I mean, that's a, that's the thing I was going to say about, you know, coming back to reality and, you know, it's, it's my boy who's getting dropped and all that kind of stuff. Like, I do think that it is a little troll to have your really strong... The two strongest personalities on this team are... Scream and Haddocks, right? Mm-hmm. At least from the outside, that's that's our uh, that's that's my interpretation, and in, in from knowing those guys, um, Steve is not nearly as strong of a personality as he used to be. Um, but it sounds like they want him to be a strong personality on that mm-hmm. team. They're going to ask that of him, and I'm just not sure that adding another strong personality makes any sense to me. You know, like if if we're coming. If you're talking about frontline cohesion, and I think that it's obvious in watching the Ravens play throughout this entire year, that that has been something that, um, and, and that's not exclu- an exclusive Ravens problem. It's one of the hardest things in the entire game to do. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly that was something that needed to do it. And it's not like, it's not StarCraft. Zap's not controlling everyone from the top down. In fact, it's really hard for him to control the frontline from the back line. Um and the backline play is so predicated on frontline play. And that's not to say that backliners are never to, to blame 
or that, you know, hurry, scream, haddocks are the issue with the Ravens. That's not what I'm saying at all. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, just saying, what I'm saying either, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people are like, yeah, right. twist my words. It, it's just like the, the thing coming in to this year on this team, and I'm pretty sure you can go back uh, to the beginning of the year podcast um, and hear my thoughts are haddocks is known to be very vocal and opinionated on how he wants to play the game. Scream is maybe the most well-known uh, opinionated team leader alongside like genetics. He and genetics are the most team warping typically. How those two mesh is going to be critical for this team's success is uh, I'm pretty sure nearly exactly what I said at the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And that remains true now, in my opinion. Um, and I just think there is um i have yet to be convinced that until until that resolves itself whether those two work together very well or one of them takes a backseat to the other or and maybe they already have you know this is about internal team dynamics that obviously i don't really know um but that that is still the biggest clash um that has yet to pan out in my mind um Mm -hmm. so we'll see um you know i think it it'll be interesting um i think it is uh like when when, like you were saying like you were so close to being able to finish your career without uh without (laughs) getting dropped and some i saw some comment like oh i can't uh, you know i saw some tweet like oh i can't believe bear is being so petty or something like that and i'm like well to be fair like when has he had a chance to be petty before this? Exactly. You've never given him the chance. You know what I mean? Like, maybe Barrett yeah. could have been petty for years uh, if he had simply been getting dropped. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's because I always make, like, those jokes on stream. They're like, oh, it's Barrett. He's so cute. He's so funny. Look at him making jokes at other people's expenses. And, like, that's still what I'm doing over Twitter. But it's still, because it's over text, I think it comes off as, like, the so aggressive like the there's so much animosity behind what i'm typing but right in reality i'm just making fun of them because they dropped me and i feel like that is my duty as the the dropee yeah. <laughs> to uh make fun of them and strike back um yep i mean yeah I, I did it for a day it was really funny and then i felt bad at the end of the day and i was like i should probably apologize um you could, yeah, have I, gone, you could have made a dark bear at twitter account and gone for the rest of time as far as i'm concerned <laughs> like yeah, you it could, could be still like the, do it now. The Medios' ego or whatever yes, for all the yes. league fans out there. Yeah, uh, that would be great. I, I'm all about was, it. That was such a good Twitter account for uh, back when Medios was playing. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I don't think it'll fix their problems. I think it just kind of puts a band-aid to worlds on their mm. problem. On their problems. Yeah. Um, and just hopefully it'll iron out. But I, I think... If that team is to win Worlds, I think Scream needs to get back to the kind of top form hyper carry jungler that he's known for. Yep. And just the, I'm running it early game, I'm controlling the entire map, um, and no one can basically stop me. And Right. Uh... Same for, kind of just same for everyone on that team. I feel like we weren't at top form across the board, including myself, um, since we've been back. I think, 
I think our entire spring slow is really good. I mean, yeah, we lost to uh, Hounds at the tournament, but I think our drafting going into that was just bad because we had like one or two strategies that we were really relying on in drafts, and then Bro, they who out is the chat going to blame on the bad drafts on your team on? That's always exactly. been your fault. I think it'll still be my fault. I think oh, someone, okay. hopefully, someone in the Reddit comments will still blame me for the bad drafts. Yeah, uh, just like my I curse. On I'll their get on 50-50s. my Reddit Smurf um, and and do that. The dark aggro Reddit. Dark account. aggro. That's just aggro, actually. Uh, oh, that's aggression. Sorry. Yeah, I don't have a light. Uh, I need to. I need to have a light aggro Twitter account. To yeah, because most of the time I'm just in my dark. Uh, no one understands phase. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it's it's just hard. That's all. Yeah, you just didn't grow out of it, phase. You know. It's not a phase, man. It's, oh. not, it's not a phase. That's the that's the thing you gotta realize. You right have now. Hawthorne Heights listening or playing in your head, sir. Bro, I've got a banging emo playlist. Hold on, let me pull it up. Hopefully, this doesn't do it on stream. Okay, nice. Uh, I made Shane, the effects artist who came on a couple episodes ago. He mm-hmm. uh, was like, "What type of music did you listen to?" Um, in high school because he's like very young and makes fun of me for being old all the time, which definitely does not mm-hmm. sit in my head rent free. And I was like, Oh, you know, uh, a lot of like emo bands, like taking back Sunday, brand new dashboard confessional, like all that kind of stuff. And he didn't mm-hmm. know like any of them. Cause he's uncultured swine. Um, and that's embarrassing. I was like, Oh, I can make you a playlist, uh, if you want. Um, and you can make a playlist for me of the things that like you listen to because I'm, oh, I'm a big You guys are burning guy. CDs for each other. I dude, I burned so many CDs for people in high school. I don't like. I guarantee you, triple digits CDs burned oh. behind me. I was a CD king. I loved it. Um, he was like, "Yeah, that sounds good." His playlist. Hold on, let me find exactly how long it is. I still have it here. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Where is it? Okay, this is going to be really good podcast content if this takes me mm-hmm. a while to find. And it probably will take me too long. So I'm just going... Oh, Don't here worry, I'm just sitting over Found here it. sweating. Okay. Uh, 52 songs, two and a half hours long. Very respectable mm-hmm. playlist size. Yeah. My playlist size, which I limited to only bands that I listened to in high school, not including college. Um, my favorite songs from those bands and limited to only albums that were out while I was in high school. Um, Mm -hmm. so nothing newer than 2010 when I graduated. Mine is 18 hours and 17 minutes long, 293 songs, uh, of pure emo bangers. Uh, and it is a fire playlist for the record. Um, I'm going to post this in our discord. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm going to post this in our discord, uh, patreon.com slash backliners. If you want to get the link, um, it is heat from top to bottom um so yeah you can check that out in our community discord if you so choose um i forget how we got there anyways uh oh what one last thing on this topic before we move on to uh the much more important topic me and my work mm-hmm. um <laughs> when, <laughs> uh the, 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 the bigger dropping right the, the more right the more the more important stuff um did you uh you said you were planning on retiring probably at the end of the year like was Mm -hmm. there any thought on like do i want to try and see if i can get a spot or coach or you know do any of those things or were you instantly like yeah okay well whatever i'm out of here uh it was kind of just job availability at the end of the year if basically what happened was i got dropped and they were also hiring at the same time so i basically like dropped out of this boat and then swam like a foot and then jumped into this boat Mm -hmm. um 
So basically, it was just if that happened to line up with uh, January Worlds and everything, if I could swim boat to boat very easily. If not, I would probably go for coaching um, and just try to like build a team up from the bottom and mm. just kind of try to make my mark in coaching because I feel like I would be a good coach. Um, funnily enough, I feel like I would have a lot more input and a lot stronger of an opinion as hmm. a coach versus a player because I feel like I could... This probably isn't true, but I feel like I could talk to people about their roles and gods in their role easier than as a player because sometimes when you talk to as a player it's like well you have your problems too or like you have your gods that you don't want to play too and Mm -hmm. or like matchup wise it always comes down to like almost like an argument or something um versus a coach or you can just kind of just free-flowing information i just can hear you being like i want to criticize this person but i wasn't very good at that as a player so i don't feel like i can criticize or like i would like, easily criticize okay all right do you it think would, like you wouldn't it would be, be so like, much easier oh okay fair enough well then maybe that uh maybe that could have been a great route for you oh Sockfire is in chat uh shane can you give a can you give a rating on our uh on the playlist on the emo playlist i made you that was 18 mm-hmm. hours long thank you um that you surely listened to all of it yeah he definitely remember did. all of it yeah he definitely did um yeah, uh, on the topic of the podcast and our plans mm-hmm. moving forward, um, I think for now we're calling it up in the air. Um, Barry up in the air. Yeah, Barrow wants to see uh, how things are going at the new job and all that kind of stuff and how much time he wants to invest uh, at this moment. Um, I can tell you that if Barra does decide he wants to step back, that I've been brainstorming some plans uh in that case uh i am intending and they have on... to get approved by me they do i've got a spicy one for you Barry, <laughs> that i have not run by you yet for right after this uh, podcast no um, yeah it'll be good uh it'll um okay shane says he did listen to most of it bayside was 10 out of 10 good call a few nine and eights average though probably eight out of ten for 18 hours we take um for sure but it's Pretty actually good. all 10 out of tens um yeah, we've, uh, I've got some ideas, um, you know, obviously got to talk to the prediction guys as well, but there will be a Smite podcast remaining on, uh, the prediction channel, um, moving forward, no matter what, uh, but we're, we're waiting to see how things kind of play out before we know for sure. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, is, uh, is kind of the way to yeah, basically, do it. I just want to see how much free time I have to watch SPL and keep up with Smite after it starts, um. Because I, I do really enjoy being on the podcast and talking with Agar about everything. Uh, but if I feel like extra stress from it or extra pressure to come home and like study Smite or... Because on this past weekend, I really enjoyed watching SPL because I was detached from it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like I... It was like part of a job, basically, where you have to watch it and you have to study what's happening and see what teams are doing what and what you can do better as a team. Because a lot of times people are like talking in Discord and everything during it. Um, so it was nice to just like literally just sit back and watch and just relax. Mm-hmm. Um, probably similar to what you felt maybe when you stopped yep. casting or yep, it was uh, yeah. it was a wild it was a wild experience that I did enjoy a whole lot uh, and then. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I had a, mo- a a time where it became instantly very unenjoyable for me because mm-hmm. I just missed being a part of it. Uh, and the, the luster of not having to, you know, go through the, the parts of any job that no one likes going through um, had, like, you know, you forget those uh, complaints and that kind of stuff. stuff yeah, yeah, and you're like, oh, wait, now I just want to... No, I wish I was there, and uh, I just don't. Watching it is just uh, is just making me feel a little bummed out. So I definitely mm-hmm. dropped off for a little bit, and I think I'm in a good zone now where I enjoy watching it, um, but I can't. Uh, as many of you can probably tell based on the podcast, I don't heavily prioritize it. Um, like before I would, when I first stopped, I would still like not make plans on weekends that I could watch. And then I was like, what is that? Like, what's the point of changing mm-hmm. my work schedule if I'm still doing that? Um, but yeah, there is something really fun about becoming a fan again. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you that I think, well, I guess it'll be different for you because for players, there's no guarantee of, of what you're going to be doing at worlds. Um, you will have mm-hmm. a blast at worlds for sure because it is so much more freeing um for i think for a player to not have to worry about their sets or coming off of disappointment of a set you know whatever it is um Mm -hmm. for me worlds is uh a ton of fun and i look forward to it from like the day i recover uh from worlds which is like a week later um (laughs) until it starts again but uh yeah the whole time i was like damn i really wish i was casting like this would be so fun to cast yeah Um, still haven't made my decision up whether i'm going shut up man just come to world you would you will love bro you can be drunk the whole time the whole time (laughs) that's that's more than i'm drunk throughout the entire year yes yes exactly it's great. <laughs> That's so much alcohol. It's fine, dude. You know? It's fine. Okay, from last year with how sick I got, I think I might still be scarred from that. Oh my god! Uh, Just uh, we're gonna put you okay. in a bubble with, also, filled with yeah. alcohol, like like no, when SpongeBob thing... wears the bu- the the helmet in Sandy's like you know terrarium uh, that is uh-huh. filled with water. That's gonna be you, but with like wine. Uh, the thing that I need to stop doing is just accepting drinks from people yes wait you do that no (laughs) oh very (laughs) very 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 unless you see like i'm not saying that they're drugging you or something like that but like you know i have thought about that every time and thankfully i don't think i've ever been drugged uh last world i literally went to a i went to a guy's trunk and drank alcohol out of it i'm a very i'm an overly trusting person Oh my god, Baron! Maybe you shouldn't go to Worlds because you're just advertising to come. In. <laughs> yeah, Destiny's like typing about it in chat. Kidnap you? What? What is that? Yeah, you got you got. If someone wants to buy you a drink, you can walk uh-huh. to the bar with them and stand there while the bartender makes it and talk with them during that time and a little bit afterwards, and that's all chill. And by well, the way, I will do that for you if you come uh, to Worlds and offer to buy me a drink. I'll stand there and watch the bartender drink it. And have a great time talking to you. Uh, yeah, a lot of times that's I'll just be talking to people and then they're like, oh, Bear, I got you a drink. Here you go. Nope. You tell me I can just turn that down. Yep. Yep. 
But they have two drinks. What are they, what am I, what are they supposed to do with the drink? That's, that sounds like a them problem, bro. Here, you don't have to be like, no, that's weird. Uh, you just go, oh, no, I'm too drunk already. I can't. Or like, I've got someone bringing me a drink right now. There's a million little lies. You want me to are, lie to them? Yes, I want you to lie to them. Lying is not inherently bad in that situation, man. I'm telling you. Lying can be good, okay? And that is a good that is a good example of uh, of that. Like, okay, I'll work on my lying for then. We can, we can work on that, for sure. Okay, good, good, um, good. Yeah, that <laughs> maybe the drunk booze had a role to play, bro. Yeah, I I thought about it when I was going out there that I was like, I lost. It doesn't matter <laughs> if I die, I die. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, as long as you the, were aware of it, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. The the post world sadness of uh, you know, losing and then you know, getting offered a drink out of a trunk. You know, it's you you gotta accept it. You know, that's, that's well. That's the it thing is. is that you won't have the pain of losing this time. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You'll just be winning the whole time because you'll be True. you'll be drunk. Um, come to worlds. You're gonna. This is gonna be your favorite worlds like ever if you go. I'm telling you. It might be my saddest worlds as well though. Well, I don't know. You were pretty sad that one year. What year was that? Uh, Every year. <laughs> right, 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 right. Every well, year. the last nine or the last eight actually. I feel like you were, I saw you the most sad after season three worlds. Oh yeah. That was a killer. You were pretty sad after that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Understandably so. Um, Okay. Before we move on to uh, Milan, uh, I've got something that will make you less sad and it's not having to cook stupid lunch. Um, Here's a lie. Stupid lunch. Here's a lie for you to start off this ad read. Um, Cooking is uh, not inconvenient. Um, that's a lie. It is inconvenient. Cleaning up is not Omega cringe. That's a lie. It is Omega cringe. Uh, Factor did not write any of these. That is not a lie. They did not write any of those. But here's what they did write. (laughs) With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Maybe you just got dropped from the Ravens for the three time, and you're going to be starting a new job soon. Worried about what you're going to do for lunch? Wow, this is really personalized. If you're worried about what you can do for lunch, Factor's perfect for you. You can get some easy meals that are ready in just two minutes. You can have vegan meals that are delicious. That's me. Uh, And... They'll make you feel better, especially if you go to Worlds and party with all your friends. Well, actually, Factor knows right there. Uh, this is just directed at me, I think. Yeah. Hey, John Salter. Oh, my Thank God. You, Factor. <laughs> what is this? Um, no, wait. There was a. I was reading over this and I was like, dang, that's actually sick. Um, no, it wasn't that. Well, it was that, but. Uh, did I, have I told you all about the upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus? Have I told you about that? I don't before? think so. I don't think I've no. told you about that. Premium ingredients. Um, so make sure you keep that in mind. Uh, plus, you get some easy lunch-to-go options with effortless wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. If you thought microwaving was too much of a hassle, somehow then they've even got something for you there, which is absolutely crazy. Um, So, uh, oh, here it was. Um, With Factor, I read this and I was stoked about it. With Factor, you can also rest assured that you're making a sustainable choice. 
They Ooh. offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. So, what's to complain about? Nothing, if you ask me. This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com backliners50 to get 50% off. Thanks for to Factor for sponsoring today's episode. Um, okay. Woo-hoo! Barry. Uh, Hello. Oh, we've got... Attached? Wait, real well, quick. Attached yeah. to that Factor ride? Yeah. I was doing a Factor sponsorship for my stream uh-huh. uh, the last, like, two weeks, and I got my box this Monday. Uh-huh. And with me and Destiny being very sick this whole week, uh-huh. the Factor meals came in clutch. I yep. will say, uh, it was very nice to just walk to my fridge, pop it in the microwave for two minutes, and have a healthy meal that tastes really good. Yep. Uh, so I was really enjoying that. Sorry, continue. Yeah, no, it's big time. It's the best. Um... Okay, this was supposed to be a really big, fun episode because uh, I get to talk about the god that I've been working on for months and months and months. Uh, Mm -hmm. Maman Brigitte has been revealed and now released um, into Smite. Uh, I think it is all... I always get really excited whenever um, these gods get actually revealed because I've been, like, thinking about these things for months. um, And then... I just, like, can't share it with anyone, which stinks. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Did, I don't think we, and especially with the time that we have remaining and all that kind of stuff, I don't want to go, like, ability by ability necessarily, but maybe mm-hmm. we could. Maybe, you know, maybe we could do a little bit. Bear's like, I got nowhere else to be. I'm unemployed. <laughs> oh, true. Right. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, no, I think uh, the the thing that I wanted to, to talk about the most um, – was something that I was really excited about. Um, and that's, I pushed very heavily for the entirety of her development, um, for this passive oriented playstyle. Well, not that you play passively, but you, the kit is centered around. I would the know something about playing passively. You so. sure would Jingwei. Um, but <laughs> in this instance, um, you, you aren't playing Jingwei, you're playing, uh, Mama. Um, and I really wanted to see how far we could push the, the abilities are just catalysts for the passive and the passive is the thing you care about the most type gameplay. Um, in my wildest dreams, like it would be like you take 70 of the 100% of the damage you take from Maman, 75% would be from the passive and 15% from the abilities. Uh, that doesn't wow. really work um, in practicality. Uh, I think right now it's like 60% ability damage, 40% passive damage, uh, roughly. And that is significantly higher than most gods in the game. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm really happy with the way that she turned out. Um, I was definitely very worried about how the community reception would be on something like that. Uh, because it is asking players to 
um, engage in a kit a little bit differently than they have for the 127 uh, ahead of her um, or whatever that number is. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that she would, that players would be like, oh, she just stinks um, or, oh, this like is super overpowered. And there, you know, there are certainly a lot of people saying that she's very strong um, and she could turn out to be our sample size is a little bit too small right now, but um, she's not like, one of the best gods ever released um type strength which is really good uh because i was a little bit concerned about that for a little bit but did some nerfs uh beforehand and i think that helped a lot um and yeah i've been very happy with the reception on that there like the the difference in kit direction um because Mm -hmm. i think that that is something that really uh interests me in MOBA design um, is pushing boundaries and asking players to think differently based on the character they're playing. Um, And uh, I'm I'm very pleased with uh, people being open to that um, type of direction uh, for her. Is she just a jungler or yes. is she... Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't think she can lane very well at all. Um, she mm-hmm. has very low range. She doesn't... Her passive is such an important part of her damage and it's all scaling. There's no base damage to it at all. Um, so you can probably get away. Like, you know, I did a lot of splashing of Magi's and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. if you go two defense items, your damage is like pretty tanked. Um, and her... Her damages across the kit are very, very low. Um, yeah, that's what I've been seeing. In comparison to other damage characters, but that's because she's getting so much of the heavy lifting from the passive. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, I, I'm super stoked with with how her reception has been for sure. A lot of a lot of complaints around the three. Uh, we knew that was going to be the case, um, but I do think that there is more counterplay uh that just takes time um to understand it's a character that is hard to use your agus against but not impossible um she you just need to agus at very at different timings for her uh which takes a little bit of adjustment um what ability are you agusing or are you looking to agus would you say yeah you you have to agus when (laughs) agusing the dash ticks is more important than the dash initial damage. Uh, you want to force her to commit to stay to possessing you for as long as possible because her passive is uh, based on missing HP. So her early damage, like... Oh, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Her initial yeah. engage doesn't do a whole lot. And a lot of times you want to... Um, I guess, like, a character's initial burst because once you get low then your margin for error is smaller but your margin for error against her is actually bigger early than it is late um mm-hmm. so you actually want to agus later against her than you would against most characters um and while the dash is undeniably extremely powerful it is a heavy commitment um and gods like artemis uh Ardeo, nox poseidon do extremely well into her here's a little tip when she exits from the target uh 
she has to exit from them first. And that seems like kind of a troll thing to say. But what I mean is, if you put an Artemis trap on your feet and then just stand on it when she's possessing you, it will trap her when she comes out. Um, Mm -hmm. So putting her in bad spots like that is definitely doable for more characters than it seems like um, initially. But it was my intent for her to be very good late game. Um, I think right now her early game is probably a little bit too good uh, for how good her late game is. But I also think that the question I found myself asking a lot to playtesters when they would say, oh man, I just got like two tapped by her late game um, is would you have died to Hebo that fast or that easily or even easier to Hebo if he had Mm -hmm. that many items at that point in the game in most in most circumstances she's not killing people faster than hebo would in that in a similar circumstance um Mm -hmm. and hebo is really good at killing people don't get me wrong um but that is i think hebo is a closer comparison than like alquang um because alquang's kit just like kind of flows differently she is like a murderer, like Hebo. Like Hebo just murders. Uh, Alquang like does, his, you know, he murders, but it's like in a different way. Like yeah. this is blunt force. Like I just numbers you in the late Barrel game. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she does numbers you um, in the late game so, for sure. And me, and, and I I, like... I'm not trying to say you know that she won't be getting nerfed or or that she is getting nerfed or anything like that. Um, but the the intent direction for now and intent does change uh as gods are in the wild um intent is that i do want her late game to be strong uh and i want her early game um to reflect that late game strength which means that she probably needs to be a little bit more vulnerable there in my personal opinion we haven't made a call yet uh on if we are nerfing her um so Kind of like the OG Kali, where if you get her to late game, she'll just kind of win the game for you sometimes. That kind of character? No, I mean, I don't want it to be binary. Okay. It is crazy to me that, okay. like, in League of Legends, it really is that binary. Uh, where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're Vladimir, they're Master Yi, whatever. They're, they're Kassadin. They hit 16. They're Kale. Oh, we lose. We lost our interaction point. Um, yeah. I yeah. think that is insane that that is, like, accepted. Um, I never want it to be binary like that, but... I do think that something that in my opinion uh, we could do more of is accentuate strengths at the cost of their weaknesses. Like allow characters Mm -hmm. to be better at the things they're good at and weaker at the things they're bad at. And I think the Arachne change that we talked about a few weeks ago is a good example of that. Where we make Arachne even better than the things she's good at to the point where if she gets in her good spots then then she feels really, really strong but we don't necessarily help her in her weak areas. And that is, uh, the intentional, um, the intentional position, uh, for her. That, that makes sense. That's my personal preference. But is, I haven't, I haven't seen her. So are like her early game ganks just really strong or is she just when like the mid 2v2 is really strong or just kind of everything? Um, <clears throat> I think her clear is probably a little bit too good. Um, okay. I think her fight is pretty not is is okay um but not great um it really is so centered around the passive and because it's scaling based you just don't mm-hmm. have the power to be threatening early um but 
you know, late. She she does some messed up stuff to people late, for sure. Um, but I think that assassins are one of the hardest classes to gauge strength of early because people will just die to things they shouldn't die to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people will just die to things that they'll, they won't die to next week when they play against her for the It's the same with time. Arachne stun buff, in my opinion, where, like, it took me, like, ten times to get stunned by, and then after that I was starting to beat it. Yeah. And then... It just, it's that adjustment period of, oh my gosh, I actually died to that. And then you're like, okay, I'm expecting the damage or expecting that. Right. Well, obviously I haven't played her, so I don't know if she's like genuinely overtuned or just kind of like surprise overtuned, you know, like the the fake overtuned. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and it's really too early for Data to be able to tell that tell us that either. Um, mm-hmm. But her, I was su- surprised at... The, her day one stats, she was 43rd in god damage uh, among players over 2k MMR. Um, and that was my biggest concern, was that she would just do too much damage. Um, and 43rd is a really good spot for her to be in on that first day. But she'll also... it's you know it's There's two sides of the coin. She'll get worse because people will learn how to play against her. But players will also get better at playing her. And she does... Mm-hmm. I think she is one of the harder characters to execute on perfectly um, right away. Uh, I think a clear thing that I want to work on for my future god design is I think all three of my gods have been too hard um, for the average player to get the most out of them. Um, And that's something that I want to... Making it easier doesn't mean make it making it less interesting um but it's the floor higher yeah exactly yeah. um and that makes sense i think we got there more so on her than i was worried about for a little bit um chaos kind of came in big uh with that basically the way her one works her one is a pele fuel style ability where you can turn it on and turn it off um and it's basically like a a cone that is a cuckoo tornado so it's just a dot applicator um in that area but her fuel doesn't regen it's just uh whenever it reaches zero then she slams her rum bottle and stuns people around her um and then it goes on cooldown and then it when you come when it comes off cooldown she has 100 fuel my initial design um was that she actually couldn't reactivate the stun or to stun early at all that you had to manage your fuel properly um in Mm. order to get your stun off uh and that ended up definitely not feeling right feeling too hard um too punishing if Mm. you didn't engage in the loop and for a late game assassin like okay i got my first stun off and then i have to what channel for two seconds to get my later stun like that'd be terrible um yeah and then the, it swapped to, okay, you can reactivate to slam, and we have two cooldowns. One that is short if you run out of fuel and slam, and one that is long if you slam early at all. Um, but that also felt really punishing, uh, because it's like, oh, I had 10 fuel left and I slammed, and I've got a 15-second cooldown instead of a 6-second cooldown, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chaos the Goat uh, was like, what if we just made it so that there was the base cooldown and then a second cooldown number that was linear that changed linearly based on how much fuel she had left 
Um, and I was like, holy crap, you're a freaking genius. Um, <laughs> so that's the way it works. It's, it's six second base yeah. cooldown and then eight seconds based on how much fuel you have remaining. So if you have 50% fuel remaining when you slam, uh, then you take half of eight, which is four. So it's a 10 second cooldown. If you run all the way to zero, it's zero out of eight. So zero, six seconds. Uh, you can't slam at a hundred because there's some tick time, but you can have like up to, a uh like 13 and a half second cooldown um type of thing so uh i think that that ended up making it feel it's it's exactly well, it's, it's better yeah it's better than i could have ever hoped in terms of if you engage with the loop we still get that reward you still get the lower cooldown it still feels unique and fun to me um and if you don't uh then you still have all of your options but you are punished quote-unquote according to how much you engaged with the loop um which i think mm-hmm. which i think turned out like super super well nice yeah i feel like i would be very bad at god design just <laughs> th- hearing you talk about all of that i feel like i would just have the initial idea and throw it out there and be like there's my god <laughs> I finished. yeah well you learn quickly i thought that's how i would be too and then like yeah maui for example like he was just he was dog he was so bad and i was like oh my god i my god doesn't work like this doesn't work it does it's bad it doesn't function it doesn't feel right um and there's been a significant pivot like that um on at least one ability on every god i've worked on um Mm -hmm. and that probably says something about my skills as a initial designer uh but um it's also like that's just how it is and it's part of the process and why you have a team who's working on it because um Mm -hmm. it's just so important yeah you just need someone to when you're just like thinking about a god 24 7 for Mm -hmm. like months and then you can recognize there's a problem but you're too close to being able to see what that how to fix that problem um Mm -hmm. and outside perspectives uh make make a huge huge difference for sure like her two initially was just circuit one but as a projectile it was just like three lines um and it just did not feel right it just didn't feel great like i don't know it just what it, it yeah, felt what is that ability I, mean, I don't think i've seen anyone use i've seen people use all three of the other abilities but i don't know if i've seen the two it's the it's a snake projectile um okay and that are just a line targeter no, uh, it's, line, line it is, okay. instead of three, think of circuit, but instead of three lines making up the zigzag, it's five. Um, so it, it, it's shorter, they're shorter oh, lines. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. And there's also a minimum range, so you can't like squish it all the way flat like you can with circuit. Um, but that overnight transformed the ability into feeling like thematic and good and unique um, that felt really cool. Although here's a really quick funny story about the two on her, one of her initial concept, one of her initial final concepts, uh, the snake on her arm was purple. Um, the snake tattoo on her arm was purple and I wrote the voice pack and, you know, we have to write the ability lines for what they say when they use an ability. And, um, I'm a bit, I love, I love naming things. That's like a, it's a thing I like to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, uh, you know, a lot of French Creole uh, background. Um, it'll be uh, violet, you know, like violet, the snake, because it's like purple. 
it's great. It's cute. Uh, it's thematic. Huge win. Um, the day before we record the voice pack, I look at her in game and I'm like, wait, what the heck? The snake is green. When did that happen? Uh, and I was like, oh no, I can't have a snake, a green snake, snake named Violet. That doesn't make any sense. Like, what am I going to do? Uh, and so I had like a literal brainstorming session on <laughs> names for the snake. Um, and, uh, I was kind of trolling when I threw out like Madame Fangs as a name, um, or Madame Fangs. And, but yeah, people were like, yeah, it's like, who cares? You know, she's like kind of a fun God, like not taking herself super seriously, all that kind of stuff. And then when I was naming it, and, and then I like instantly fell in love with it. We got to change it in time for the voice back recording, all that kind of stuff. Um, and and it led to i didn't have a name for the mark that the two applied and i needed to find a name for that and madam's mark is just like so was so sick so easy mm. so instant um mm-hmm. and madam fangs i think is a really funny troll name and then when i was naming the abilities i was like clumsy i'm naming this ability madam fangs and you can't stop me but actually you can uh just tell me if you really don't like it but i really want to name this ability madam fangs because i think it's really funny um and it this is. is a funny name. Thank you. Well, it's a it's a cute name. Yeah, it's uh, like a little it's like, a little goofy. Yeah, just something you name like an adorable pet snake. Yeah, exactly. And well, you I haven't like seen it. if you haven't played her yet, and probably most people who haven't, I mentioned on the uh-huh. Patch Notes show. Uh, very like when I was coming up with this ability, I was like, oh, it would be really cool if we could, you know, the theme of the ability is that the the snake tattoo slithers off of her arm and does its projectile thing. Um, wouldn't it be really cool if we could make the tattoo disappear from her arm because it's on because it went away to go do the projectile and then it comes back when it's back on off cooldown? Um, and I was really stoked when we were able to to get that in. So when you use the two, the snake tattoo like disappears from your arm and then it slowly comes back as it comes off cooldown and that like actually That's works cute. with like cooldown reduction yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's adorable. I do like the name of the third ability, the Spirit Seeds ability. Yeah. Yeah, Spirit Seeds uh, is a uh, big time. I saw a few clips of people, like, riding Chernabogs already, and I think one of, like, riding a Surter. Yeah. And I feel like that's just a really cool interaction. Because yeah. obviously, like, you don't see that many of it with Noxes, but I feel like if you're the aggressor, I feel like it's so much easier to do that play. Yep. Um... So I, I knew nothing about that god, and then I saw the plays of it, and I'm like, oh, that seems pretty sick. So I'm excited to see her in SPL and just kind of see the plays that people are able to make. Um, but hopefully she's not, as Agro was saying earlier, like, uh, too hard countered by certain characters, so she does get SPL play. But I assume people will find the counter shooter or just have a little Yemoja factor and just perma ban. <laughs> no, 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 no. No Yemoja 2.0. Of course not. No Yemoja 2.0. No. You know, uh, I was thinking about this. It's kind of... My gods have not really dominated SPL very much. Like, obviously, Maui looked really good at Worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we nerfed him. Hasn't seen much play since then. Eshell has seen, like, next to no play. Um, so, surely we need to buff that god. Um it's only fair that i get an spl dominator <laughs> right like 
Yeah. That seems sorry. Someone in, seems fair. Someone in chat said Barracuda's retiring, and oh, I thought no. about the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Well, Cyphus, you can uh, you can listen to the the vod uh, to get some, some context. Yeah. That is a that is a uh-huh. is that a more brutal way to find out? Is just clicking on the stream title? Like, wait, what? Like, Bear is retired. I was gone for a week. Yeah, like what happened? That is so, that's so true. Uh, clumsy design Yamoja um, is a question in chat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's Mamal. Um, super stoked with how she turned out um oh wait one more really quick story about her uh that i wanted to tell on the podcast um i will say that with maui and ishel their ultimates were the first ability i made um and i really was never worried about their ultimates like feeling cool or uh you know epic or satisfying anything like that um i had the passive and one through three of moment done um and i was feeling really confident about those and i could not come up with the ult for this kit um for a long time and it was really hard uh most for ishell and for maui i really had to like work on it was it was not easy coming up with for maui it was exactly what the two would be for ishell it was what the three would be um Mm -hmm. and what the ao1a would be i always knew i wanted the triangle as a secondary component but i couldn't get that first part um for a while and those were really hard but i think it, it in in having now had an ultimate be the struggle point um that that felt a lot worse because the ultimate is such a key part of like what makes a character feel satisfying and be memorable and all that kind of stuff um and man i i struggled with this alt a lot for a lot of its development and initially you know it's obviously very spirit bomb-esque um that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah i mean i called it spirit bomb I had a gif of spirit bomb. Like it's obviously uh, a huge inspiration for it. And I wanted it to be that type of, when I think of spirit bomb, I think of it being absolutely huge and slow. And like this, like feeling of anticipation of like, Oh, it's going to hit. And that was where this ultimate was for a long time where it was, she would throw it and it would be really slow. And then she could like do all of these other things, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it would kind of boom and be, and it was way, way, way bigger. Um, and it was not well liked, uh, among the, the play testers, um, and among the team, uh, to go in that direction. But I just could not like conceive of how this would really fit with the kit. Like, and I didn't feel like it had, it fit super great beforehand, but at least it had its own like purpose. Um, and yeah, for a long, and, and, you know, I was also playing with like, should she be raised out of combat for like the throw and the time, because I wanted you to be able to use your dash aggressively. And if you, if your ultimate doesn't give you some sort of survivability, then you can't ever really dash aggressively as an assassin, um, or as any damage dealer. 
So, you know, my initial kit flow thought was that she could dash into an enemy, dash out into the middle of the team, and then kind of, like, raise up with this big ball and, like, slam it down, and that would buy her some time to, like, get some help. Um, Mm -hmm. But the three proved to be so strong in terms of its immunity. Uh, We really didn't want to give her another form of immunity. Uh, And the giant size of Spirit Bomb that... The ultimate, because I know you haven't played, uh, the ultimate grows in size. It has six different sizes that are based on how many times you've procced your passive on gods. Um, it does the same damage no matter what, but it's just growing in size. Um, mm-hmm. The initial size was, I think, the smallest was as big as Maui Alt, so very big. I think that's like in between sizes four and five, or five and six on its current one. And then it grew to be the biggest AoE in the game. Um, and it was huge. And it like looked... Like bigger than Volcanol? Yeah. And Opwash ult? Oh, yeah. Well, Opwash is, a, is like a square. Um, oh, or like okay, a rectangle. Okay. Like, biggest circle yeah. in the game. Um, and I really wanted it to be this, like, oh, Lord, it's coming type of moment. You know, if she had, like, <laughs> been able to, to stack that up, because it isn't yeah. easy to do. Um, but it just was not really working. Uh, and mm-hmm. we made some really late changes to it uh and got it feeling a lot better and then the thing that made me feel a lot better about it was having it apply uh madam's mark on enemies hit um instantly made it feel so much more cohesive um with the kit and that came in pretty late um and i feel really stupid that i didn't just have that like initially like i don't know what i was thinking but it was uh you know that's how it be sometimes um yeah it just makes it flow better yeah, for sure. It it made a night and day difference. And now it ended up feeling, looking uh, really, really awesome. Um, surprised that I haven't gotten any complaints yet. I'm sure I will now that I've said this. About it being a knockup. Um, but it is the smallest, it, the lowest knockup in the game. It is lower than Shiba 2. Um, which was previously the lowest uh, knockup in the game. So we, I was worried about adding a CC. But when it didn't have a CC, it felt not very epic um Mm -hmm. and didn't convey its weight very well which is something i think about a lot um so yeah yeah. it's a giant ability you should feel scared or intimidated by what's about to happen and if you're not then you know something one of the knobs needs turning exactly yeah it's like you gotta you gotta be scared of for Mm -hmm. some reason um but yeah i think Overall, I was more concerned about her release than I was. Mm, it was a different type of concern than I had with Maui, because Maui, I was like, I just don't know what I'm doing. Um, with her, I was like, I know what I'm doing, and I'm scared that it isn't going to turn out right. Uh, yeah, I mean, magical assassins are so hard to balance. And especially, yes. it just changes drafts a lot if she's actually good. Yep. So, it... Like, that god, if she's really good SPL level, completely changes the dynamic of mid-jungle drafting. Yep. Did you did you see Blue's Ultra stats from, I think it was this last week, that mid lane, mm-hmm. it was 30% uh, assassins in mid uh, yep. this last week. Um, which I think is sick. I think that's really cool. Um, to see that class, like, or that role gain some diversity not just in type because you know physical hunters have been there forever but Mm -hmm. in class um i I think that's really awesome 
Yeah, it it did feel like more than 30%. I think it was just because the people that were playing those gods, if they had a dominating game, it's like, wow. Yep. That looks rough. That's, uh, uh, that is what assassins tend to do. Yeah. And I, mean, I do think assassins are good right now, and then also the laning in mid, as far as I know, isn't super important right now, as long as you're like controlling the mid camps and everything. And yep. So if you have a stronger fight in mid, it makes sense. Yep. Uh, to draft like that. I feel you on that. Uh, okay, it's time almost for our random question of the week. But before uh, we go to that, um, it's time to let you know that uh, this show or episode of the Backliners is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, Bear and I uh, have been always have been very excited to to work with BetterHelp um, because we are big proponents of going to therapy. Um, I almost slept through my therapy this morning because my alarms didn't go off on my phone but legitimately uh not like when you're in high school and alarms didn't go off or you know college or like last week when alarms didn't go off but uh they actually didn't and i was like oh crap i'm gonna miss my therapy appointment and i was like actually sad because i was really looking forward to it um this week uh i have definitely found that it is critical uh for me feeling like i am at my best uh mm-hmm. it just kind of gets it's like a, it's like a it's like a cleanse you know it's like an emotional cleanse <laughs> of uh you're getting all the you're getting all the nasty out and uh-huh working working through your stuff and then you you're out the other side and you're feeling light as air um and that uh and that is ideal uh if you ask me um mm-hmm. yeah it's Barry, a lot of beans for your emotional state yeah, well, but I don't like beans, you know, but I love uh, therapy. You, you don't love beans. Beans yeah, are terrible, I, bro. I love beans and I love therapy. Uh, I'm just a, a massive proponent of it. It changed my life completely. Uh, just being able to talk to someone about the things that you don't really feel comfortable with talking with other people and getting a professional's opinion on, as Agra says, how your brain works and why your brain thinks the certain ways that it does uh to different stressors and to different stimuli and just trying to either better understand your brain or better understand why you're reacting to different situations in a certain way um i think therapy is extremely beneficial and then also better help which is one of my favorite things about it if you're not meshing with your therapist you can easily swap to a different therapist and still just kind of stay on your same track obviously you have to restart a little bit switching therapists but if you're not meshing with that with your therapist it's okay yep. you you can still restart you can still go on your therapy journey um and then also if you're nervous about it uh through better help you can do text or you can do phone calls or you can do video so whatever is on your comfort level if you're just beginning and you just want to talk to someone about some stuff or just have a normal conversation you can do that yep Great way to put it. Uh, so if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Backliners today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Backliners. Big shout out to BetterHelp. Um, okay, let's go to our random question of the week. Uh, this is in our Patreon Discord, community Discord, which you can find by going to Patreon.com slash Backliners. Uh, and there will shortly be... Uh, a link to my uh, esteemed emo playlist, which you will not, <laughs> which you will not want to miss. Um, okay, I can't remember if oh, we, we answered this lot. one. We do have a lot. We're gonna have to rapid fire last, here a little bit. 
The last was the parking garage thing. I remember that one. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. We do have, we do have a lot. Um, all right, then we're going to have to rapid fire here a little bit, Barry. How about that? Easy peasy. Um, yeah. Okay. Odd Otters asks, inspired by the dumb bug people found in Destiny 2 today. That was crazy bug, by the way. Basically, you could make a gun shoot a different type of projectile or a, a different amount of projectiles and do like a billion damage. The fact that their engine could handle that is actually crazy. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, have fun. We'll, we we got to leave it because we can't really fix it that fast. And it was just like a chaotic weekend of Destiny 2, which is really yeah. cool. Um, but anyways, what are the best and worst bugs you've experienced in any game? Can be a matter of worst to figure out, most fun, weirdest interaction you didn't expect, etc. Uh, best bugs, I would say, would be... I think it was either Janice or Morgan, when you were just falling through the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember which god it was. Maybe it was when you were detransforming as Morgan. Uh, you would just fall through the map. Honestly, all the Morgan bugs over the years have been a lot of fun. Uh, on top uh-huh. of that, all of the uh, Halo bugs in Halo 3, um, just with, like, the super bouncing and everything, and then in Halo 2, like, double-shotting and, like, BX being or, like, canceling your reload to melee again. Mm-hmm. I always thought the bugs that didn't break the game but made it more skillful were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh worst bugs probably the morgan bugs uh, <laughs> as, a, uh-huh. as an spl player uh having that god be let through for tournaments and then just kind of like play at your own risk and you're like okay uh yeah uh so i, w- I would go with morgan on both yeah that's fair um one of my favorites uh the baron skin bug with the big hat um where if you cancel his like vxg at the right time your hat would remain really big uh i love that that (laughs) is still in the game um and we have said we are not fixing it because it is just for you and it's you know if you want to make your screen a little harder to see through with this but it looks really funny then go for it uh i think that's Mm -hmm. really awesome um definitely the hardest i've ever laughed uh at a bug was the javelin glitch back in the MW2 days uh, where you would lock in with your javelin and then as you fired, you would hold your Semtex down and it would animation cancel it and you'd be locked to that animation until you were killed. And then, or if you let go of your Semtex, you would instantly blow up and explode. Um, But it also happened if you were shot uh, and I would, you would just run around and dare people to shoot you and then have this like massive explosion. It was so funny. Um, yeah, those are definitely the two that come to mind. Uh, there's also a really great, I think I might've tweeted it at some point. If I haven't, then I probably should. Cause I think I can, there was a time in Surter's development when we were doing a three V three, like one of his early play tests, uh, and just playing a joust match. And we discovered that if someone, used a relic or maybe it was like used a shard it was during like early shard testing it would crash the game and i'm like chasing aj who's on one hp and then he and then he intentionally like crashes the game so i don't get to kill him um and that was a very funny bug that uh that <laughs> comes to mind um okay spataz uh do you all do yeah do y'all have a bidet? And if not, why don't you like having the best poop of your life? Uh, we do have a bidet, and uh, I do mm-hmm. think they are the best thing ever. In fact, we go home to visit my mom uh, a couple times a year in Pittsburgh, because that's where both of our families are. Um, 
and we installed a bidet in her guest bathroom that we use when we're there because we hated not having it when we were there. Um, they're the best. Barry, do you guys have a bidet? Uh, yes, and I completely agree with you. It's, yep. it's something you don't realize how good your life could be until you get one. You're like, wow, that is so much better. Why have I not been doing this my entire life? It's true. Get one. They aren't expensive. They aren't hard to install. Do it. Your life will be better. We need a bidet mm-hmm. sponsor. That's what we need. True. Um, Hiru asks, what is something that you're supposed to like but personally find slightly or generally annoying? Something that I'm supposed to like. Oh, um, like sports fans for sure. Um, especially when I was working in sports broadcast, like sports broadcasting, um, the people who just get like way too into the game, um, and are like yelling at the TV, not in like a, you know, go like we could, you know, like, Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's cheering for a big play, but like getting up and like screaming, like you moron, like, what are you thinking? Like, who needs that, you know? And especially mm-hmm. for college sports, bro. Those guys are literal kids. Like, they are kids. And these adults are, like, screaming these horrible things. that drives me crazy. I, I do not like that at all. That's mine. Uh, I think it's this Netflix show called I Think You Should Leave. Okay, you're supposed to love it, Barry. How can you... Oh, this is the worst day of my life. Not really, but this that upset me greatly. I don't know. not see that coming. I don't know. Um... <laughs> And Messi asks, how was your day? That's a nice really question. Really good. Good, uh, I am getting destroyed by my sickness. I was doing really good for the first three-fourths of this podcast, but last fourth, I have been so dizzy. And <laughs> oh, just, oh, sorry. Okay, we're going to speak. I've just been swimming around in my chair. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but <laughs> I'm just sweating. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Barry. We're going to get you through it. Okay, well, overall, uh, good. Overall, good. <laughs> my day was... Uh, good uh yeah i'm gonna it was it was it was okay to good i'm gonna put it there sea fog lighter dark mode dark mode dark. Free. yeah dark. it's dark don't don't toss it's me this light, light mode, mode until i figure out how to change it to dark mode and then yep. once i change it to dark mode it's dark mode forever yep uh and messy asks any fun and or terrible memories from living in apartments they just moved in a month ago and they're already molding at their leasing office over crappy laundry machines uh really loud neighbors would be my terrible memories of i think it was the people directly next to us uh would just yell and then have very passionate arguments afterwards yep and it was a really enjoyable time uh and then we also lived on the top floor Mm. uh so walking up the stairs with groceries uh that was also terrible um but the the fun part was just kind of living on my own for the first time and mm-hmm. having to take care of everything yourself is just kind of like an eye-opening experience. Sure is. That's for sure. Um, yeah, a lot of bad leasing offices. Um, we had an apartment with one of those uh, giant mirrors in the bathroom where like it ex- it's over an entire wall. And uh, that mirror fell in the middle of the night and like shattered all over our floor. Uh, and that was um, not ideal. Uh, that was not my favorite Um thing about apartments and having neighbors who like smoke cigarettes uh also sucks oh um, yeah. yeah that just sucks uh yoma asks if you cook what dish are you most confident cooking slash what dish do you cook when you want to impress someone uh i would go with my seitan right now which is just kind of wheat meat uh so basically just a meat substitute 
I finally found a really good recipe uh, that tastes a lot like meat, and you can substitute it in a lot of different recipes. So having non-vegan people eat that would be really fun for me. And just kind of like, it's literally my favorite snack right now is just throwing barbecue sauce on it and just chowing down. Um, and then also, because uh, Destiny cooks a lot for us, uh, so if she was cooking, I would say... Probably this lasagna that she made uh, when I first went vegan is just like top tier, delicious. Mm. Yeah, I uh, I think the the thing that I cook the most that I'm that it's not an impressive recipe. It's just easy and tasty. Um, is mm-hmm. like a like beef bulgogi esque like rice bowl type thing. Um, it is so easy. I can literally tell you how to make it right now in like a minute. You just take some ground beef or ground pork is actually better in my opinion for it. Um, like a pound, uh, put in a bowl, dice up an onion, put it in the bowl, put five tablespoons of soy sauce, three tablespoons of mirin and three tablespoons of sugar, mix it all together, put it in a pan on the stove, cook it until there's like the, the meat is cooked through and, the liquid is reduced by like half put that over rice with or no before you take it off the heat the last minute it's on there good amount of msg and sesame oil and um scallions uh or green onion um Mm -hmm. take it off put it over some rice um that's it uh more sesame seeds the top you know the, the green part of the scallion Let's go! It's Hamlet time. Why are you trying to smack me, what dude? He is, yeah, what is, this he, yeah, this, what yeah, this is a weird pose that he's yeah. hitting right now. Put your arm down, you weirdo. Uh, but yeah, that that banks. Um, it is very tasty. Um, Hero asks, "What is something immature or childish that you can't stop doing?" Uh, I don't know. I'm a very mature person. <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess mine would be biting my nails. Uh, I bite my fingernails, but I'm really good at it. So, like, is it that bad? You know, that's something to think about. What is something immature or childish that I do that I should stop doing? This is scary to ask. It just can't stop doing, not should stop doing, because I I will not stop stop biting my nails. I absolutely cannot stop doing it. No matter what you do. No matter what I do, I cannot stop. Oh, no. Oh, you're way too excited. Oh no! And John will be like, "Oh, let me take my my finished plate and put it on the island <laughs> instead of putting it in the freaking sink." <laughs> that's that's what it is. There you go. Yeah, that's fair. That's it's fair. taking your dirty plate and putting it on the island instead of in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> made it in the sink <laughs> yeah or i won't put it in the sink i'll put it right next to the sink and yeah. i just won't put it in the sink yep. i don't know why my yep. brain's just like no i did the same thing i did this i did the exact same thing for a long time i'm pat i did beat that level at some point though barry um, oh good not to like yeah, brag or say i'm at a higher level than you uh because but in this exact exact instance um that is something that Joe uh-huh. yelled at me about for a long time that I did finally break. Uh, so it can happen is what I is what I'm saying. Um, it is possible. There is, there is light at the end of the tunnel for me. Yes, I believe in you for sure. Um, uh, I see, can't. So sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I can't think of one. Also, my brain just isn't working right now. I'll I'll come back. I will have my own, but I I'll 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 think of one down okay. the road. You can put you Definitely put something I do. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fog asks, what is the best monitor configuration? I'm guessing you mean like how to have your monitors arranged um, on the desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing is what you mean. My, I have a triple monitor set up and it is not very good. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I just don't know what else to do um, with it, with like the stand that I have. Uh, it is not, It it's like a, I've got this monitor that is that I'm pointing at, you know, right underneath the camera. And then I've got another monitor right above that one. And then off to the side over here, I've got a third. But, like, this top monitor, the, like, lower 5% from the middle to the bottom right gets cut off by this monitor. But I can't get this monitor any lower. Like, it's not. I'm looking for the same answer, basically, Seafog, if that's what you meant by your question. Um, yeah. I have three that are in a row, and I like it uh i've never really thought about it a lot i mean i see like the really op streamers that have like the huge monitor above the yeah. main monitor for chat and they have like donations over here or like whatever over here yeah uh i just like three monitors because when i have two monitors it was actually like impacting my neck and shoulders because i would only turn my head this way yep during the day so uh i would i would literally purposefully move my chat to different monitors when mm-hmm. i stream so i'm turning my head different ways throughout the day so i, w- I would personally say three just because i don't know what else could possibly be better three, yeah like in a lot three line, does seem like overkill but i actually have use for all three basically all the time mm-hmm. um but that's because uh, my brain is broken um and then last but not least streaming martini what is one of your favorite things that has happened mm-hmm. at worlds in parentheses barra please come to worlds you're my only hope uh i mean i wouldn't i don't think i would have a specific thing i would just say talking with smite fans and just meeting smite fans in general and then also talking with all the people that i've talked to normally just throughout the year that i don't get to see that often um yep just i mean just in general just seeing everyone hang out with everyone um as aggro said getting drunk with everyone um you just have a lot of similarities with everyone that you're there with so conversations flow very easily uh, mm-hmm. it's not something you really have to think about you're just talking and just having a good time yep um so yeah I, I don't think i have a specific thing because every year is just a really good world it's just so fun to just see everyone to talk with everyone uh so i would just say the entire experience yeah uh i agree my favorite thing is absolutely um getting to meet smite fans um it is it's really hard to explain how weird it is to have people like form a line to like talk to you uh because bear and i have talked about it before like we are we're just like dudes who are just like doing our thing um and it never ceases to amaze me how many people um want to come and say hi uh you know talk about smite with me um get a picture you know whatever it is um and it's really uh it's really like i I get surprised by it every single year um and it it really puts how lucky we oh. are to be uh in this position like in perspective yeah go ahead Barry. <laughs> <laughs> so 
My sickness had me so zoned out. I didn't even realize you were talking anymore. Yeah, no, that I happens just, all the time. Yeah, I'm with you on I that. I just said, oh, yeah. and then I just completely cut you off like I... No, that's that's good. I like it. Hit me. Genuinely. Sorry, I'm like... <laughs> no, the Mucinex is hitting different right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will say the favorite thing is the food in Arlington. Oh, yeah, uh, it was good. <laughs> that's probably the most... I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> it really wasn't that important. It really wasn't. I don't know why I did that. I thought it was going to be a childish or immature thing that you that you couldn't stop doing. That you were gonna that you were gonna do that. Uh, that's that's super funny. Oh, okay. I'm All right, sorry. we've got it. We've got to call it here for Bear's health sake. Um, oh. One last thing. Um, oh my god, I did it. I literally... Oh, I should have waited for you to say something that I should have done it. That would have been even better. Um, okay, we are, uh, re- regardless um, of the plan of the podcast, uh, we have been wanting to do um, one of the interactive AMA episodes again, where you can get a ticket and call into the show um, and... Uh, be live on the show to ask us these questions those are some of our favorite episodes um but especially if you know barry decides he does want to uh, oh. take a step back um we that. do want to do one of those before uh his his reign on the podcast so to speak is over if it does uh, end up being that way so we have to nail down a date um it won't be next week because uh, we want to give people time to like get get tickets and all that kind of stuff um if we do do it but um maybe two weeks from now maybe three weeks from now all that kind of stuff uh we will be posting about it we'll talk about it next week uh we should have some more details for you then um i believe that uh patreon supporters will either get tickets for free or at a heavy discount um so that means it is a great time to go to patreon.com backliners and uh hop in there um not just for my link uh to my emo podcast or podcast my emo podcast my emo uh playlist um but it's uh it's a benefit there of doing that um so my god just two shots you in arena okay we gotta end the podcast quick before Lermy gets or before uh <laughs> gets too mad at me um all right that's it for now uh we'll be back next week with more news on that episode potentially the future potentially not the future potentially the past um maybe we'll be okay i can't start going down that route bear uh i'll mercy kill us you know what to do <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> oh i should have gone oh right in the middle of your bye that oh that would have been, been perfect that would have been clean holy i'm so dizzy <laughs>
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.